The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Welcome to Meathead Test Kitchen, where food, fitness, and mental health come to hang out. Nutrition, training, and life. It's all fair game on MTK, Meathead Test Kitchen. Welcome to Meathead Test Kitchen, that one fitness podcast hosted by those two loudmouth chicks. I'm Sasha. I'm Sadie. And when people come to us with questions about their health and fitness, you are going to hear us say a lot over and over repeatedly. It depends on your genetics. Again, we're going to say that a lot. So today we're going to talk all about that, what that entails, how you honor your body by listening to it. And by being better in tune with it and learning how to be comfortable in your own fucking skin. Let's go. So we're going to get super, super fucking nerdy to start the episode and then we'll chill out a little bit. But we need to talk about genetics first and foremost because that's what most of this episode is about. So what exactly do your genetics control? Well, let's talk about exactly what genetics are in the first place. So by definition, genetics is a study of genes, genetic variation, and heredity in organisms. Now, heredity, TLDR, is, is genetic traits that are passed down through parentage. So like you get traits from your parents, they get traits from your grandparents, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's heredity. There's a movie called Hereditary. <laughs> I was just going to say completely different. Much at your own <laughs> risk. Uh, <laughs> I read the spoilers. It's fucking intense, dude. Yeah. Holy shit. A24 is off the hook. Like, yeah. It's wild. Um, but back to, to genetics. Uh, Hereditary is a fucking wild movie, by the way. Mm -hmm. Highly recommend if you're into fucked up horror movies. Um, but genetics are a really important branch of biology because hereditary or heredity rather is vital to organisms evolution. If you're not a believer in evolution, you're not going to have a good time in this first part of the episode. We don't we don't fuck with creationism here. We are a science based podcast and we talk about evolutionary traits and heredity is one of those things. God damn it. So here we go. Yes. Um, we need to know this because we're going to talk about inherited traits today and whether or not you like it, you can't change your genes. You can change your blue genes, but you cannot change the genetic makeup within inside of you. Um, you don't believe us? A 2021 study has found that genes can explain up to 72% of the difference in outcome between people after a specific fitness exercise. Now Holy this is shit. fucking wild. Um, and as someone that did a lot of Punnett squares and ag class in high school growing up, like genetics are super, super interesting. If you're a biology nerd, uh, it's about the only branch of science that I really understand because I'm not good at math. So biology is my shit. <laughs> um, but like your genetic traits are wild. So like if you Punnett squares, Google them, they're really interesting. But basically it's like a four square table and you have the two genes from each parent and then you cross them and you show which have the dominant genes, which have the recessant genes and how that can play out in a set of four offspring. 
really more than you need to know today. But if you're wondering if we know what we're fucking talking about, I do understand genetics pretty well. (laughs) If any of that made sense to you, you probably get it. Otherwise, trust us, we got you. So this research involved data from over 3,000 adults, 3,012 to be exact, and it's identified a number of specific genes that influence the outcomes of different physical activities. Now, this is really cool because if you have a bunch of pets, you kind of see this play out in real life. I was thinking about this because we're cutting this again because we had issues earlier this morning. So if I look tired, it's because I am. I already did one episode. My brain is fried. Hello. Welcome to Meathead Test Kitchen. <laughs> um, but my my cats, they're a perfect example. They eat the same fucking thing every day and they do the same activities every day. And their body structures are all very different. Even Cora and Flynn, who are siblings, mm-hmm. have very different body shapes. This is no different for us. No <laughs> different. And we've attached the full this full study um, to the, of the article in the show notes at meatheadtestkitchen.com. But here's the TLDR of it all. Muscle strength, cardiovascular fitness, and anaerobic power are all key factors in shaping an individual's fitness, well-being, quality of life. Yep. All participants in this study showed improvements following their exercise training but to varying degrees, even when performing exactly the same exercise training. You've heard us say this about 500 fucking times. Sadie and I can eat the same thing. We can train in the exact same manner, but we are going to build muscle in different places at a different rate because genetics. Yep. And you can't fight it. There's nothing unless you have a very talented like plastic surgeon that can help you change how your body looks. For the most part, you can't fucking fight your genetics. I'm sorry. So they combined data from another 24 separate studies in this study that we cited at Meathead Test the researchers discovered that the genetic differences are responsible for 72% of the variation in outcomes for people following identical exercises designed to improve muscle strength. Guess what that tells me? That tells me that three quarters of the people have muscles that are completely different response modes to the, you know, the whatever the baseline people were, the fucking 28 percent. Like, that's really, really interesting. And it really is. It's comforting, I think. And this is why I wanted to talk about it, because we see a lot of bodies and stuff on social media and you see like celebrity trainers and they're all fucking ripped and just perfect. And it's amazing. And I wish I looked like that right now, but I just had knee surgery seven months ago. So I look nothing like that. Um, but like you see all these people and it's like, wow, they look perfect. Well, they might've hit the genetic lottery that their ass looks like that with very little effort, that their abs are that visible with that percentage of body fat that they have. Like, I I feel like this is validation for us driving it home to you that there are certain things in your fitness and health journey that you absolutely cannot control and you need to learn to work with them, not against them. A thousand percent. The other thing that bears repeating, and I feel like I've repeated it a billion times, but I'm going to repeat it a fucking again. A lot of those influencers and fitness models and shit that you see are the leanest that they've ever been in their, in their life. Yep. And they're probably in a extreme deficit and they are getting paid or making money to work out multiple times a day to look like that. There are also several other influencers on various different apps that are going to tell you like it is one of them. I can't think of his name right now, but he goes through and shows this video that somebody found of him from forever ago. And he was like, I know that I look the leanest and I look super muscular there. He's like, but I was also the most unhealthy I've ever been there. 
So keep that stuff in mind. Yeah, you're you see all these lean people and these super muscular people and these people working out all the time on whatever it's social media, but also keep in mind that you are only seeing that snippet of the day that they're either getting paid to show you or that they feel like showing you. All right. I put a mental thumbtack in the part where you said that it was the most unhealthy that he's ever been. I have heard a lot of my bodybuilder friends say the exact same fucking thing verbatim. It's like, man, I looked good. God, I'm dry. Look how fucking dehydrated I am. It's like, yeah, dude. And you're fucking hungry. And I can tell that you're hungry because your face is telling me that you need to eat mm -hmm. like there. And and we're again, we're not shitting on bodybuilders. We have a lot of friends that are bodybuilders and we're just showing you like these are parts of the things that maybe some people on social media don't show you because social media is a fucking show. It's all curated and it's all meant to impress you and make you jealous. Exactly. Pretty much. I mean, it can be a supportive experience, too. But most of the time people figure out a way to twist it into some way to see that they're not good enough to be X, Y or Z. And I fucking hate that shit. So that's why we talk about these things. Exactly. Um, and it's hard. It's really fucking hard to have a lifestyle that will support that kind of aesthetic. Um, it's very, very, very regulated. Like you have to be on fucking point with everything. Like um, there are several of our friends that do bodybuilding shows that get like limited to even diet soda a day because they don't want to have too much salt and they can't have this or this because it's going to fuck with X or, you know, like it's all it's all very 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 precise bodybuilding is a very very precise sport that requires a fuckload of willpower a yeah. fuckload like i i people like to shit on bodybuilders because they think that they're just stupid fucking meatheads and that's why we named this podcast meathead test kitchen because we're taking it back god damn it but it's really fucking difficult if you've ever sat down and had a conversation with somebody that is a competitive bodybuilder. If we sat Alex down and asked her what it was like training for Olympia, she's probably going to tell you that it's one of the most, if not the most difficult fucking thing she's ever done. Right. Exactly. Like, that's the level that they're at. And that's why they look that way. So when you see these bodies on social media that look like that, you have to remember that you have to remember that, please. A like they are training percent. specifically to look like that. And they are dedicating all of their waking minutes to that. Exactly. You are not. You are a normal fucking person that may have kids, that has a job, that's got fucking 80 million responsibilities because we're all busy adults with a lot of shit going on. Like, you are not them. They are not you. Please don't make those comparisons. Please. Exactly. So all of that to say, meanwhile, genetic variations in this study caused 44% of the differences seen following cardiovascular fitness exercises measured through VO2 max testing. And 10% of the differences in outcomes following exercises to improve anaerobic power, which is a key for movement and agility. Yes, anaerobic is the real magic maker. Um, the remaining variations are also going to be influenced by other factors like diet, nutrition, recovery, injuries. These are all things that you can kind of control. These are the controllable variables. I mean, injury, you're not going to be able to control whether or not you get injured. Those things just fucking happen. That's life. But you can control how you come back from it. That's mm -hmm. really fucking important. But all this information is really cool. And I was really like nerded out reading about it last night. I was like, this is fucking awesome. And I was looking up other things and got way too far into it as I should have. Like, you know how you're like, I don't know how you fall in or how you don't fall into the rabbit hole and never come back when I read shit at 3 a.m. on the Internet. These are the rabbit holes I fall into at 3 a.m. So um, the researchers are suggesting that gene testing could allow exercises to actually be tailored. So they're more effective for each individual rather than generic exercise for all. Now, we've heard a lot of diets marketed to you in this way where like eating to your body type or whatever. I don't fucking buy that shit. But there's actual science to back this up that says your muscles respond to different stimuli than almost 75% of the other bodies on earth. Mm -hmm. Like that's pretty groundbreaking. You can't you can't refute that. Exactly. 
Which is why, you know, in our earlier episodes, we constantly talked about like finding your gym soulmate. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes, depending on what your goals are, what you actually enjoy doing and what is the best for your muscles and muscle growth are not going to be married to each other. Yeah, they're going to be disconnected. So Sometimes you're going to have to do shit you don't like if the goal for you is muscle growth. Sometimes you're going to have to do shit you hate, which we also did an episode on. (laughs) Um, But because everybody's genetic makeup is different, our bodies respond slightly differently to the same exercises. And therefore, it should be possible to improve the effectiveness of an exercise regimen by identifying someone's genotype and then tailoring a specific training program just for them. Now that's way deeper than we're going to get in this episode. But if you want to look this up, uh, again, it's in the show notes at beheadtestkitchen.com. This is all from the same study. It's the first link at the bottom of the show notes. Um, But it was really interesting food for thought. And that's why I put it in here, uh, that last little blurb about the genotype stuff. Because we have said for a really long time, like, hey, you you can eat the same things and do the same workouts as us and not look anything like us. And it's not just us saying that to make you feel better, because I feel like sometimes people think we talk about the shit that we talk about to placate people and make them feel good, which our job is to inform and to make you feel good. However, we like to make sure that we have the scientific facts to back it up. And there you go. The proof is in the pudding. The pudding is at (laughs) meatheadtestkitchen.com. So quit being so fucking hard on yourself because your body looks a certain way and you can't control it. If it's looked like that all your life, it's going to look like that all your life. If your ass is shaped a certain way or your hips are set a certain way, Except if you have ovaries and you have children, then your hips are going to change a little bit. But other than that, like you're going to be built that way forever. Exactly. Case in point. It always, always, always my entire life for, you know, until probably 10 years ago, it took me that fucking long to accept the fact that my thighs and my rear are going to look like this. It doesn't matter. Sometimes they're fluffier and sometimes they're more lean. And that's as good as it's going to be. And I've had to make myself fall in love with them. And I do. Now, yeah, I mean, a while. that's the thing. And so, like, honor your body by listening to it. Now, when we talk about honoring your body, people are like, oh, great, more shit that you see on social media. No, this is actual shit. Like, this doesn't just pertain to knowing your limits in the gym. There's much more to it than that. Now, obviously, like, respecting your limits in the gym is a good thing because friends don't let friends ego lift. Fuck that shit. We're talking more about your body shape. Like, how you are now, how your body behaves when it comes to fat loss, storage, you know, things like that. Again, hereditary things that are passed down to you from your family. Exactly. You come from a family. So in my circumstance, I come from a family as far as I can see. My mom is adopted, so I don't know her side of the family, but just seeing her and then my dad's side of the family all have larger thighs and larger butt. So guess what? The odds were that I was going to look that way. Okay. Right, right. I can't wish it to be there and I can't wish it away to be for, wish it away, I guess is what I'm trying to say. People get hung up on body type a lot and it's mm-hmm. too bad because even though it sounds fucking cheesy, different body types are beautiful just as they are. Yes. Your body, your body right now, exactly how it is, is phen- phenomenal. Yeah. Like, so for me, like I come from a family of giant boobs. I come from melon land and I have had melons since eighth grade. And they have, you know, like, I guess they were large oranges when I was at my leanest for a while, but they were still sizable pieces of fruit. TLDR, my boobs are giant. And unless I fucking have plastic surgery, they're always going to be probably some variation of pretty big unless I like seriously go on a cut and cut a shit ton of body fat, because that is the last place that the fat leaves my body, but it's the first place it goes when it wants to stick around. Not fair. Mm -hmm. 
don't care what you think about big boobs. They're a pain in the ass. Have you ever tried to golf with tits? Try that. Let me know what it's like. You'll change your mind. (laughs) (laughs) A thousand percent. But like lots of women, lots of women want big glutes because, you know, we've seen all these bodies on social media with big asses. Now, are they natural? Are they gifted by a talented plastic surgeon? That is not what here nor there or what we're talking about today. But you can have big glutes. Now, you can either be blessed by genetics or you can work super hard to build them in the gym. And even then your glutes may grow, but they still may never be as big as you want them to be. And that's okay. Just because your ass can't knock shit off of a shelf doesn't mean it still ain't a fine ass. Like, hmm. Like grab, here's the thing. I know people probably think this is weird, but you need to remind yourself how fine your ass is from time to time by just grabbing it. Just be like, yeah, that's a good ass. You have a great ass. I don't care what anybody says. So what if it's not quite as plump as fucking Kim Kardashian's? I don't think it's real anyway, but still, if you, if you have a certain body type, you can't fight it. You come from a family with flat asses. So do some squats. It'll be less flat and it'll be a nice, Nice tight ass. There's nothing wrong with a tight little ass either. A nice ass is a nice ass, and it doesn't matter. I will die on this hill. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of a lot of folks. <laughs> Bugs um, are nice in any size or shape. That is true. <laughs> All right. So, how do you actually like honor your body? Well, we found a really cool list from a Medium art- article, and if you want to read the whole thing, again, it's in the show notes at meatheadtestkitchen.com. So. Um, thank your body often for being a reliable home and vehicle for your existence. Like just fucking being alive in the words of Jim Rohn, take care of your body. It's the only place you have to live. Being alive is rough some days in these, these times that we are in. Um, so make sure that you're also fueling your body mindfully with good food, hydrate so that your body will thrive. What happens to that plant that you don't water for weeks and you barely feed it withers up and feels like shit. Guess what? You're a giant fucking breathing house plant, essentially. Treat you the way that you treat your plants. If you're watering your plant, water yourself. You should water yourself more than you water your plant, but I'm just saying. Hydrate, nourish, give your body the fruits and vegetables that it needs. If you do that earlier in the day, sometimes it'll prime your system for easier digestion with all that extra fiber. Uh, It can help with your mood, and it'll also help with some fat-burning potential, which is never a bad thing. A thousand percent. Take it for a walk or a workout daily to keep it running like actually like operating. The goal is to get at least 30 minutes of physical activity in a day. Um, That usually equates to about 150 minutes total a week. That could be a walk. That could be, you know, a regimented exercise program that could be doing yard work. I mean, it's just literally physically moving your body. Playing with your kids. You got a couple, dude, chasing a toddler around is a lot of fucking work. That That shit counts. (laughs) That shit counts count it. Um, Also treat and release your body from stress and tension with routine body work. Now this can be any number of things, you know, it could be a foot bath. You could do your massage chair thing. You can do some stretching, foam rolling, actually going to get a massage. If you're into acupuncture, if you're into chiropractic, that kind of thing, whatever, do however you need to do to fucking release some of that stress because that shit stores up in your body and it will fucking eat you alive. My friend. I speak from experience. Yes. Uh, I need to stop saying a thousand percent. I am sorry. Um, (laughs) Balance it by reducing that toxic load. Toxic load includes fucking stress. Whatever is holding you back from thriving physically, mentally, or emotionally, relationships, homework environment, the media, certain foods, reduce it. Like Sadie just said a little bit ago, stress builds up in your body and it is on you 
You can't, you cannot prevent other people from stressing you out. You can't, but you can be the manager of your own stress, figure out ways to bring those stress levels down. Fucking take a bath. If you need to read a good book, meditate. I know that it is fucking hard to meditate. Totally fucking understand. You get used to it. It's like making any other habit. You get used to doing it and it becomes a thousand percent easier. But if you don't manage that fucking stress and get that toxic shit out, whether that's unfollowing shit on social media, whether that is straight up not talking to somebody in your life who is someone you can remove from your life. And sometimes in work situations, it's not always the easiest to do that, but you are in charge of managing your stress. Yeah. You can't control what other people are going to do, but we've said it before. You can control your reaction. God, I feel like a therapist right there. You can tell I've sat through a couple of those sessions before, but you can't control other people. The only thing that you can control is how you fucking react to it. And if that pisses you off, I'm sorry, but like you have to figure out how to mitigate this shit when it hits the fan, because it's gonna, at some point it always does. Yes. The shitting. Yes. <laughs> on the horizon it's waiting for you usually when mercury is in gatorade um but also strengthen your body daily with positive self-talk do challenging mind and body activities again exercise train for something do some fucking mind puzzles you know do sudoku or what's that wordle what's that fucking thing with the square I, and the, i'm i, I suck at it so i just don't do it i've never opened it i, I don't fucking know what it is but <laughs> As some fucking like words that. with friends words with friends is great because yeah, you yeah. get to learn what words you thought you knew that you don't know how to spell um but like the most important conversation you, you need to have daily is the conversation that you have with yourself now cheesy bullshit aside you need to be your own hype man Like, no one's going to fucking do it for you. We've had that conversation before, right? This is applicable to this conversation. You need to plant positive seeds for positive growth. And it can be really hard when we live in a society that is so hell-bent on trying to make everyone think that we're fucking perfect. Um, That's not how it is. It's not realistic. There is this weird ether on social media of people that are buying really expensive plastic shit to put in their refrigerators to organize it and making pantries over extravagantly fucking ridiculous to just put more food that's in bags that's just going to sit there on the shelf they didn't actually you know make anything better they're just saying hey look at all this money i can spend Mm -hmm. and i feel like that's a lot of what fucking social media is these days and if you feel attacked by that statement then you might be part of the problem i'm sorry i'm not pointing fingers just saying if you're attacked that ain't on me Right. <laughs> like, I don't shoot the messenger. I just fucking talk. I'm not calling you anything, but if you feel attacked by this, like, social media facade bullshit fucking thing that we have going on now, like, then you're part of the problem. Just act like a normal fucking person. You don't need to live your life for the goddamn gram or for the for you page on fucking TikTok. I deleted TikTok, by the way. I had deleted my account. Me had Test Kitchen account still there. However, I fucking hate TikTok. I don't like the vibe of TikTok. I'm glad we met our people on TikTok and we will do that. That's fine. But like, I am so sick of this fucking shallow. This is my day. I wake up at 9.15 and I journal. Then I make an expensive $15 latte. Then I go to yoga. I don't fucking care. Your life isn't anything that is of substance right now. You're just showing off that you don't have to have a fucking job. Good for you. I've been there too. It's awesome. Being a stay-at-home girlfriend's real fucking neat when you're in your mid-20s. You don't have to do anything except for lay by the pool and fucking be a hot wife. But like, come on. Like, there's more to life than fucking showing everybody every minute of your fucking day, even though it's the most boring bullshit ever. You don't have to post everything on social media. You don't. And I wish people would post less on social media, actually. If I had my way, we would all post less. (laughs) Or not Uh, at all. This is making me (laughs) think of that. Simpsons 
angry man shakes fist at yes, Cubs. I need a shake. <laughs> 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 uh, but no, like I've I've had such beef with social media lately because the curated bullshit that Instagram has been feeding me lately is like, oh, look at this shit. It's organization. No, you're just buying shit you don't need to make yourself look neat on like the spice reorganizing thing. Why are you taking your spices out of the jars that they came in to put them in smaller jars so that you can put those on your counter to look nice while you have 25 more jars of spices in your cupboard? Make it make sense. <laughs> make it make sense. Ah, all right. I'm gonna reel it back in. I know it doesn't make any sense. I'm just I hate social media. <laughs> Sorry, I hate social media today. Uh, plant, plant positive seeds for yes. your for your yes. Don't let that shit get to you because it's not even fucking real, dude. Seriously, <laughs> I get so I get animated about it, but it's because it's it's not real. Don't treat it like it is. Please stop tricking yourself into thinking that that shit is someone's real life. Yeah, that is all. <laughs> uh, some ways to learn to be comfortable in your own skin suit also very important that we touch on this yes let's start by discussing what it means to be com comfortable in your own skin because i think that it gets kind of convoluted like yes you should be hyping yourself up um all bodies are beautiful bodies yes yes but what does it mean for you as an individual? Everyone has flaws and insecurities. Literally every fucking person on this planet has flaws and insecurities. But being able to be mindful of the fact that those things do not define who you are is the number one thing that's going to help you shift your focus. Yeah, like today I have a giant zit on the end of my nose. I wiped my makeup off the first time, came and sat in front of my camera and was like, that's not going to do. Let me go put some foundation on the end of my nose to cover that volcano zit. Hi, we're all fucking fallible people. Like nobody's perfect. Our bodies are weird. Sometimes your ears sit higher than the other or one eye doesn't open quite as much when you take a picture. Hi, that's me. One eye always is like, hey. when I'm in a picture, you'll see me. I'll be like, hey, what's up? I don't know why it's been like that forever. I just don't take a good picture. It happens. That's why I don't take pictures. <laughs> uh, but accept yourself as you are right now, despite any perceived flaws or insecurities that whatever has fed you in your life. Like, no matter what anyone else says about you, you know and are confident in the fact that other people's opinions are not a credible source of validation for you. And this is tough, especially when we live in echo chambers, which we do. Um, but this is a therapy tactic that we have picked up after a while. Like, if, if you think a thought about yourself, think who told you that? And if you can't come up with a fucking answer, it's not a real thing. It's just another fucking intrusive thought that you get to ignore and let float back out into the ether. Yeah, 100%. And I really love the line, other people's opinions are not a credible source of validation. Because I think Dude. for a lot of people, we naturally, for some reason, believe what other people will say about us. So being comfortable in your own skin is being secure in yourself, even when your thoughts or other people may attempt to bring you down or bring your self-esteem down. And I think this is just a mechanism of all we want to, like as humans, all we want to do is find other like-minded people and just feel like we belong somewhere. And sometimes we sabotage ourselves when we're trying to do that. I did that a lot when I was younger. Like I would try to fit in with people. So I would do things that I didn't normally do and it didn't make me feel good. So you have to stop doing those things if they don't make you feel good. Like your thoughts are one of those things. It's no different. If you're treating your mental health like you're treating your physical health, you have to get that shit into shape too. So when these things come up, you have to get really good at smacking them back down because it's just an intrusive thought. You are not your thoughts. They like our brains are microcomputers that are wired into skin suits and they just are processing stimuli 258366. Like just because you had a thought doesn't mean that it's a real thing or that you should act on it. It's just another fucking thought. 
Just let it go, man. So like, stop focusing on your weaknesses. I know that that seems impossible. And coming from someone that has had to do a lot of self-confidence work, you can do it. It can be done. You don't just wake up after being a busted, abused, not good to yourself person for 20 years and be like, oh, I feel great. Oh, look at me. I'm radiant. I still don't have days where I wake up feeling like that. I have days where I still wake up and want to fucking hate myself and throw myself off my goddamn roof. We're human. It happens. But you need to take advantage of these things that encourage you to be a more confident version of yourself. So if that means taking that selfie when you're done at the gym because you have a sick fucking pump going on, do it. Who gives a shit? As long as there's a no photos in the locker room policy, fucking take the photo. Yeah, exactly. Do it. Do what you need to do to gas yourself up. Because, again, no one's going to fucking do it for you, dude. Everybody is so caught up in their own fucking day-to-day lives because there's so much going on that, like, it's not that we don't care about the people that are around us. And this is the thing that I have to tell myself a lot because I struggle with this. Like, I've had to, like, really, like, break nose-butted my own fucking microphone. <laughs> but, God, if I had a dollar for every time I've done that in my life. um, But, like, I've had to bring it into myself and be like, hey, things are not good right now. You need to figure out what's going on. And when I do that, I have a bad habit of just kind of, like, shutting everyone else out around me. And thankfully, I've my friends understand that it is just a necessary life function for my survival at this point. It's not that they're shitty. It's not that I hate them. It's not that they're bad friends. It's just that I got to work on some shit. This is no different than that. If you need to bring it back in for a little bit and work on things, if someone comes up and is like, hey, dude, send you a message. Where have you been? Just, hey, I'm working on some things right now. I'll be back in a minute. Like, thanks for checking on me. Love you. That's all you have to do. Yeah. You know, and it doesn't even have to be that drastic, but you have to make sure that you are fostering the most growth that you can foster in yourself. Because no one's going to fucking grab that hoe and do it for you. Exactly. And you don't have to validate every single thought that goes through your fucking head. You can acknowledge that it was a thought and that can be as much as you need to do. If those thoughts are getting too loud and it's, you know, on I call them repeaters that just keep stuck in my head. Um, I have to like do a tactic where I just like imagine those thoughts are like on a leaf floating down the stream on a riverbank or something you're gonna have to learn how to question and counter those negative thoughts that we all have by the way this is what we mean when we mention flipping the script so when that i'm not good enough thought comes into your head you can acknowledge that that was a thought but you can also counter it with i've always been more than fucking good enough yeah and like for me that that manifests in wow this is really difficult i don't know if i'm going to be able to do this and i counter it with what the fuck are you talking about dude you've done every other thing that has ever fucking stood in your way for this long like you're halfway to 70 you're fucking doing fine dude like i'm i've been on this planet for probably 15 more years than i expected to at this point so i think i've got a pretty like i i'm on house money <laughs> like i feel like the the lifestyle i lived in my early 20s i'm on fucking house money at this point but like if you're struggling with these thoughts and you don't know what to do Go to therapy if you feel like you need to work on these. This is sometimes easier said than done. Reaching out, telling someone that you need help is not fun. It sucks. It's There's no way around it. Acknowledging that you are a flawed human that has to ask for help is a very big, humbling experience. And uh, it can be tough. But therapy can offer you some other ways to get yourself out of that headspace and give you the tools to carry with you into the future to get rid of some of those struggles when they crop up. Again, that's that toolbox that we talk about. Now, therapy may not work for everyone, and that's fine, but you should at least try it and see, because I'm sure that you'll at least pick, like me, I'm not a big therapy person anymore. I've done therapy a bunch. I just, 
my brain is, I, I have a weird type of brain. I have a very, I'm an INTJ. It's a very rare personality type. It's super rare in women. So I like, I feel like most therapists just don't speak my language. And if they try to talk to me in a way that like is on my level, I feel like they're placating me. So it's really just me being defensive all the time. And like you go into therapy and they're like, okay, where do you want to start? And it's like, oh, where do you want to start? Well, we've got the daddy issues. We got the mommy issues. We got the, my parents, my dad tried to kill my mom when I was a kid issues. Uh, there's the, my parents were drunk, abusive assholes issues. Like my brother died when I was a fucking freshman in college. Like, where do you, where do you want to start? You want to talk about the hurricane that almost killed me? Like, I don't think you got enough time for this first session unless it's going to be six hours. <laughs> and then like, for me, it was just like, we just never, like, they never found enough time to really dig into the shit that I would end up just reading about on my own after, because they give me the keywords of what I needed to Google to figure it out for myself. That is my experience. That will not be your experience, most likely. It is definitely not Sasha's experience. She's had a great experience with therapy. Yeah, and I think that it it also depends on where you're at with some of this stuff, too. So, yeah. like, the negative shit in, like, unpacking, like, past traumas and things like that. You don't necessarily, if you're not ready yeah. to talk about that shit or process it, that, I mean, that's on your timeline. But if you're looking right. for some tools because you feel like you can't get out of that negative headspace and you just want to be comfortable in your own skin, they may be able to provide some tools for you for just that instance. Really what it comes down to in therapy is like, what do you want to open up about? It took me a really long time to get to the point of actually processing some of the shit I needed to process. I'm talking like years. And yeah. so, um, it's also like, you know, a trial and error thing. Sometimes you're going to, you may not like your therapist at all, but if you're looking for something because you're struggling a little bit, can't figure out how to get yourself to that next point, it doesn't have to be a, a year long thing. It could be a couple of sessions, grab a couple of the tools that you'll need going forward, work on mastering those tools. And then if you need a check-in or to help with something else to get over that hump and like mentally get out of that negative headspace, you could hop, hop on whatever telehealth place that they have just to have a quick 30, you know, like, yeah. Hey, I'm struggling with this. Can you give me some examples of things that I can do to work on, to flip the script or to get myself out of this negative headspace or to stop focusing on this, that, or the other thing? You're also going to have to, excuse me, remind yourself that no one defines who you are except yep. for you. Um, I had a conversation over the weekend with a friend of mine and her mom made a really fucking horrible comment to her husband. And she, we, she initially called me because we were talking about teenagers, <laughs> specifically teenage boys uh, suck to have in your house because they don't want to talk to you. And when at one point they did, I think it's probably all teenagers if you think about how you were as a teenager. But I say all of that to say and bring this into the conversation that sometimes people are going to say hateful or hurtful comments to you. Um, the reason that maybe it's foreign to her that her son doesn't want to hang out with her as much is because when he was younger, he did. Yeah. They have a really good relationship and he's comfortable coming and talking to them. But sometimes teenagers are just fucking grumpy. Like I didn't want to hang out with my parents. I mean, I, I did some, I really wanted to hang out with my parents just because I, you know, but we, I don't have, she doesn't have that relationship with her kid. Like she did with her parents or like I had with mine. Um, but Sometimes people are going to come at you and say mean shit to you or, you know, try to tear down a relationship you may have in your life or whatever because they're fucking miserable. And yep. they don't like seeing other people who are comfortable in their own skin. They don't like seeing other people who are living their best life. They're jealous of that. 
Yeah, miserable people love to fucking drag other people down. And when we talk about crabs in a bucket, that is exactly what we're fucking talking about. Well, I'm in the shit mud. You need to come down here with me. No, I got away from you. Get fucked. Like, don't let them drag you back into the shit. Exactly. I know that some of us have been that person. I've been that person. person. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I've been that person. Um, 100%. Because I, I, I hated myself, you know? And it was like, well, fuck you. Like, you're yeah, you, fuck you, you for love, being happy. Who the fuck you, are you? You love how you feel in your own skin and you're living a really amazing life. Like, actually, yeah. ha- not just on social media, but like, you're actually, fuck you. Fuck that you. was such a foreign concept to me as a younger person. Like, it's really fucking sad when I look back at it. And that's what I, that's what I occupied my time with was being mad at other people because they had things that I didn't. And I thought that it was my problem. And it's like, no, dude, first of all, don't be mad that you didn't have these things because the situation that you were brought up in didn't fucking allow you to. You were a kid. You didn't have a choice to do any of these things. Like, I I feel, dude, being a person in their mid-30s with no kids is a really interesting experience other than the fact that people chastise me because I don't have any fucking kids and apparently my worth as a woman is nothing because I haven't spawned humans out of my fucking vagina. But it's been really interesting to see all my my friends grow into moms. Um, and like when they're having issues, like I'm the first and it's weird that I'm the first friend because I don't have kids, but I had shitty fucking parents. So I pay attention to when my fucking friends are being doing good parent moves and I fucking keep tabs of that shit. And then when they post that they're having a hard day of being a parent, I'm like, dude, you have to look at this. Okay. Look at this situation where your kid came and talked to you about this. This is big life shit that they talked to you about and they entrusted you with and they want your help. I would have never fucking done that with my parents because they're shit. Like if your kids are coming to you with big life stuff that they need your help with, that's that's huge. That means you're doing it right. That means that they trust you and that they feel safe with you around. Like it was it was really wild. So my parents only came to visit me once when we were in PR. But when they were there, I decided to tell a bunch of the drunken teenage high school stories uh, that they'd never heard. And my mom had no fucking idea what I was doing when I was living in her house. None. None whatsoever. I was sneaking out when she'd pass out after coming home from the bar. I was trying to fuck bands on their buses when I was 17 in the Sokol parking lot. I've got the live journal post to prove that one. That was a wild one to go back. I forgot all about that. Like, it's it's wild to see like parents that I know are good parents because I've known these people like for long periods of time and it's like well obviously you're a great person you're just frustrated because you have tiny humans and they're fucking frustrating to raise from time to time but you're doing it right like if you're if you have a kid that wants to come talk to you and wants to come hang out with you you're doing it right think about how we feel about if you have bad parents if you think about how you feel about your parents now you don't want your kids to feel like that about you in 20 years, do you? And that's what I tell like my friends. I'm like, just make sure that you're not being like, make sure that your kids aren't me in 20 years that they're like, fuck this bitch. She's a fucking blah, 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 blah. And like, everybody's always so shocked when I start with fuck this bitch, when I'm talking about my mom, but for real, fuck this bitch. So like, you're doing it right. You're killing it. You're crushing it. Your kids are still alive. So you're already winning the game. <laughs> yeah exactly keeping a tiny human alive is fucking difficult so i know you're tired and i know you're stressed and i know that they piss you off but you're doing a great job you're doing a fucking great job life is tough and then having kids is even tougher so like you've put that extra damage level modifier onto your video game of life and fucking kudos because i cannot i cannot do that shit i don't have the patience yeah but like you're crushing it whatever you're doing out there you're fucking making good vibes in the world you're doing your thing and fuck anybody that has a problem with it because you're not hurting anybody. So they should mind their own fucking business. 
Exactly. Their thoughts and opinion don't define who you are. Your actions do. Um, so just keep that in mind. I know that it can be hard to be comfortable in your own skin, but do affirmation shit every day if that's what something that helps you. You know, just hype yourself up. Ultimately, I guess is the point of this whole entire episode. Yeah, and if you were wondering, like, you can, what can I Google to look this shit up? If you don't want to talk to somebody about it, just Google, you know, confidence affirmation exercises i think pretty much and then you can you know probably find a whole bunch of books and free shit online that you can look at as well it's it's tough work it's really hard to convince yourself to like yourself when you have not liked yourself for a really long time um but it's nice when you actually get done with it yeah 100 <laughs> percent. the other side of it's pretty fucking great <laughs> make sure that you are if you need the show notes or want to see any of the articles they are again at meatheadtestkitchen.com follow us on all the socials we're at M uh, Meathead Test Kitchen everywhere except for Twitter we're at MTK staff mm -hmm. um, there's programming out there at meatheadathletics.com make sure you check that out if you're looking for a different way to move your body and you're bored with whatever you're doing and uh, be fucking nice to yeah. each other and yourself and yourself and your mom, if she's nice to you, you probably call her. It's been a while. I'm not calling mine because fuck that bitch. But call your mom. She misses you. Me at Test Kitchen. Out. No. Join Sadie and Sasha every Monday, helping to make your fitness and nutrition journey suck less. MTK. A Huda Media Production.